The following criticism and commentary is meant for educational and entertainment purposes only. Copyrighted movie clips are protected under the Fair Use Doctrine. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect the views of Minor and Landis, the firm, or its employees. Hi, it's Mike, the podcast producer, for the Minor and Landis Immigration Update Podcast. And I'm joined, of course, by Minor and Landis partner, Lynn Walker, for another edition of Immigration at the Movies, Myth or Truth, the podcast series that examines immigration scenes in popular movies and TV and lets you know how accurately they portray immigration law and procedures. Today, we're going to eviscerate one of the most beloved sitcoms of all time, Seinfeld. Specifically, Season 4, Episode 14 that first aired in 1993, the episode's called The Visa, in which Babu Bhatt, who you might remember from an earlier episode where Jerry convinced him to open an all-Pakistani restaurant in the neighborhood, which failed miserably. So, as usual, I'll play some clips from the show while Lynn corrects all the immigration law issues. I, I just want to start by saying I absolutely love Seinfeld. Me too. I watched every episode. And uh, when I was a teacher, one of the elective classes I taught was sociology. And I used Seinfeld, many of the episodes, as a way of introducing students to the differences between norms, taboos, and your everyday mistakes, and what the societal consequences are for violating those. So it, it's a great learning tool, but it's also just a really fun and delightful show. Now, a few people have criticized us in the comments on YouTube of being too serious about things that don't deserve to be taken seriously. Let me let me read a couple. So one guy says, uh, JP Dalby says, it's a movie, folks. Movies, fact or fiction, just like books, often stretch the truth or in other words, take poetic license for the purpose of entertainment. Now, were it a documentary, absolutely call them out on it. That's all I'm saying. What would you say to that? Well, I, I agree. It's a movie and movies can stretch the truth. But we live in a society where people get a lot of their information, true and false, from entertainment. One of the things that you often hear people saying when they are attacking immigrants and the immigration system is, well, they should just do it legally like my parents did. And the, the, the problem with that is the vast majority of individuals in the U.S. are doing it legally, but the system hasn't changed to accommodate the real world needs of immigration, family reunification, political instability, and business needs in the U.S. So, yeah, I get it. The movies are stretching the truth. And again, we're not saying that these movies aren't worthwhile or entertaining or fun to watch. The only thing we're noting is you're getting it wrong in terms of immigration. Sure, stretch the truth, but let's be honest. These are not accurate portrayals of the U.S. immigration system. Let's get into this episode of of Seinfeld because it's it's called the visa and it demonstrates the immigration problems that can arise if you fail to get your visa application in the mail. Wrong. Well, it shows that overstaying your visa is a deportable offense. No, it doesn't. Well, it does show the type of detention facilities where USCIS will hold foreign nationals who are awaiting deportation. Not really. Well, the show definitely demonstrates how quickly and easily one can be deported. No. 
just play the first clip. This is where George meets Cheryl, a lawyer, while Jerry and Elaine are discussing Elaine's failure to turn over weeks of mail that she has collected for Jerry while he's been away on tour. So, uh, so you're a lawyer. What kind of cases do you handle? Oh, everything. Uh, divorce, patents, immigration, and naturalization. What is that? The immigrants come over, you show them how to act natural? <laughs> Are your friends as funny as you? No, they're not funny at all. No, I have no funny friends. So, so here's a heart, I guess, a harbinger of the things to come. In immigration law, we call individuals, attorneys like this, dabblers. They dabble in everything. So uh, they generalize. They're generalists. They practice everything that they can practice. Why is that a bad thing? Um, I don't know. Would, you know, if you needed heart surgery, would you go to, uh, you know, um, an the guy obstetrician, who also does foot surgery and, <laughs> a podiatrist? And, and, and cuts your hair, too? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's the law, and true, law school does provide you with the theory behind a lot of legal issues, statutes, rules, regulations. It doesn't really teach you how to practice law, how to be an attorney. There are some skills in common, but the laws are not similar. The laws governing family law, divorce, litigation are quite different from the laws governing U.S. immigration. So it's already a little concerning that, you know, this gives you an idea of what's to come. That's all. Okay. Well, at the same time, this is going on on the other side of the coffee shop. Yes. No, I mean, I'm introducing the next clip. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've been back four days. I want my mail. It's mostly Bill's magazines and junk mail anyway. Elaine, that's what mail is. Without Bill's magazines and junk mail, there is no mail. And again at the same time in the coffee shop, Jerry notices that Babu is now working as a short order cook. Is that Babu? It is. Hey, Babu. Kenny. Look at you, you got the job. Yes, yes, they give me job, thanks to you. Oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, no, you do everything. You give me job, you give me place to live in your building. Come on. You're a very, very good man. You Stop. do everything for me. Stop. My family and I can never thank you enough for everything you do. So just as a side note, we know that this episode is called The Visa. Usually, family-based visa classifications don't expire. Those are just employment-based, and there really isn't a visa category for short-order cooks. It's a little odd that he's a short order cook. And also, you know, I lived in New York for many years. I could not afford to live in Manhattan on a lawyer salary at the time or a teacher salary. So I'd like to know what he's making as a short order cook that he can afford this rent. He's living in the same apartment building, as we'll see in a second, that uh, Jerry lives in. Yes. Which is a very nice apartment building. <laughs> it's very nice. In New York. Usually the apartments on sitcoms in New York are way nicer than most apartments truly are in New York and way bigger. Exactly. So where do we go from here? So uh, we're going to go to uh, a a part of the episode where Jerry and Elaine are still arguing about the mail because she still hasn't turned over his mail. And it's been been on tour for a few weeks, right? He He was on tour and she was collecting the mail for him. Yeah. And she still hasn't given it to him. Right. And they're still arguing about it in his apartment. And then this happens. Leave me alone. You can't do this to me. What's going on out there? What are you doing? This is not right, people. You're making a very bad mistake. Very bad. Babu. I'll be right back. 
They took Babu away. They took Babu away? Yeah, the immigration guy said his visa was expired. <gasps> Poor Babu. Everything was going so well for him. He had an apartment, he had a job. What a shame. Jerry! <laughs> Help me! I will, Babu! I will help you, Babu! Don't worry! And then this happens. Uh-oh. What? Well, this is interesting. What is it? It's a letter from the Immigration Bureau. It's Babu's visa renewal application form. They must have put it in my mailbox by mistake. Well, it, doesn't he need that? <laughs> First of all. Love Kramer. USCIS does not mail reminders to foreign nationals or their attorneys that their status is about to expire. Expired. 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 That's on you. Once you get approved and you enter the U.S., you, meaning the foreign national, uh, your employer, if this is an employment-based case, and if you have an attorney, your attorney are responsible for tracking your status. USCIS sees millions of people a year. They just don't have the capacity to keep a database of people's statuses. I mean, they do, but they're certainly not going to remind you that your status is expiring. So that's the first issue. Uh, the second issue here is that a visa does not dictate how long you can stay in the U.S., right? That term is thrown around and is used interchangeably for a lot of different things. So there are three important documents, four for some cases. You have your passport that needs to be valid. That's given to you by your, your home country's government. You have an approval notice, which is issued by immigration. And that approval notice is what allows you to go to a U.S. embassy abroad with your passport and apply for a visa. A visa is merely a sticker that is placed in your passport that when you travel to the U.S., you present that to Customs and Border Protection officers at the airport, and it tells the Customs and Border Protection what the proper visa classification is that you're entering on. So it just allows you to enter the U.S. It doesn't govern your stay. Ultimately, what does in fact determine how long you can stay in the U.S. is a form that you can apply for electronically called an I-94. Back when this series was recorded, they would give you actually a, a white piece of paper. It was like bond paper that would be stapled into your passport. And that was your I-94 card. So the visa doesn't control how long you can stay in the U.S. So that's not truly accurate. It, it, people use that to mean a combination of things. Ultimately, it's the I-94 that expires. And again, it's very, very odd in this case. We, we still don't know what visa classification he's in. But usually family-based immigration classifications don't expire. It's only employment-based. So again, I, I don't know what visa he would be on as a short order cook. I right. mean, even when he owned his, his Pakistani restaurant, it's almost impossible to get, for example, an H-1B as a restaurant owner 
because, uh, you know, USCIS takes the perspective that anyone can own and operate and manage a restaurant. And in fact, we all know people that we grew up with who owned, operated, and managed mm-hmm. restaurants. You don't need a bachelor's degree for that, which is the uh, the underlying criteria for an H-1B petition. Even if it was his visa in his passport, that would not lead to immigration coming to pick him up. And I guess that's the third question, uh, third issue here, um, which is very funny. Uh, the fact that um, immigration is somehow so efficient and organized <laughs> that the moment the visa expired, they were waiting at his apartment and they came and arrested him. Even back in 1993, people who overstayed their status, they were not considered priorities for removal and deportation. Generally, removal and deportation, even today, focuses on individuals who are considered a danger or a threat of danger to the the citizens and nationals of the U.S. or themselves. So individuals who have committed serious felonies, such as domestic violence offenses, uh, aggravated felonies, such as drug offenses, armed robbery, murder, those types of, of criminal offenses. Merely overstaying your status generally in and of itself is not sufficient to place you on the radar of immigration whereby you would be picked up and deported. I have a question. As Babu's being dragged away and he's calling out for Jerry, mm-hmm. Jerry's yelling out the window, Babu, I'll save you. What can a, a civilian do to help in a situation <laughs> like this? Could he actually do anything? Um, unless he also moonlights as an immigration attorney, there's very little he can do beyond trying to find a qualified attorney for Babu, um, paying the legal fees. For mm-hmm. Babu, but by himself, there's there's very little any civilian can do when someone is placed in removal proceedings. So Elaine and Jerry decide to go visit Babu where he's being held in detention. Babu, <gasps> Jerry, Jerry, hello, Jerry. Do you remember Elaine? Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Nice to meet you. So nice of you both to come. Oh, Babu. No, no. You're both very kind, very kind. Oh, well, well you yeah. know, we try. We do what we can. We do what we can. Yeah. You see, the problem is I never got my visa renewal form in the mail. I was expecting it. Yes. Well, see, uh, here's the thing, Babu. Um, what happened was uh, I was away for a couple of weeks doing some comedy shows. It's <laughs> just the comedy and shows. <laughs> You're a very funny man. <laughs> and, well, Elaine here was uh, picking up my mail while I was away because, you know, that uh, little box can get very full. Oh, yes, yes, of course. TV guide, <laughs> magazines, everything. You know, I would have picked up your mail. Your box is right next to mine. Oh, I don't want to bother you. No bother. You get me a job. You get me an apartment. You're a very, very good man. <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday, after they took you away, I looked in my mail, and I noticed that the mailman accidentally put your visa renewal in my mailbox. Come again? See, I've been home for a week and Elaine didn't give me my mail till yesterday, even though I asked her repeatedly for it. Yeah, but, um, Babu, he could have come to my house to pick it up. You had my visa application? Well, not technically. I see you! Well, what about her? I killed both of you! Babu! No, Babu! No, Babu! 
Babu, you're Batman. You're very Batman. You're very lazy Batman. Babu, I'm gonna fix everything. I have a lawyer who knows someone in the immigration department. They're gonna straighten the whole thing out. The wheels are in motion. Things are happening even as we speak. The wheels are in motion. The wheels are in motion. Things are happening. Now, is this a normal thing for, again, friends to do is to visit people while they're in immigration detention? <sighs> no, it's not like uh, people who are, are, are held in prison. There, there usually isn't like visitation rights. Uh, visitation is normally limited to immediate relatives and your legal counsel. So it's it's not as if people can just show up and visit. And also, let's be honest. Um, if he's being held in detention, back then and even today, such individuals are held at Rikers Island. It's really difficult to mm. get to Rikers Island and to visit someone. It's it's there. There's so many obstacles in the way. Um, it, this is very unlikely. So all it takes is if you know a lawyer who knows someone in the immigration department, that'll fix everything, right? <sighs> That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> no. What's wrong? No, no. All right. So let's just start with the fact that he's in a holding pen with like a dozen other people, number one. Number two. It looks like a drunk tank, actually. It does. It does. But they're all still wearing their clothes, including items that they can harm themselves with. That's right. All of that would have been confiscated when he was taken into custody. So no one would be allowed to have a scarf. The, the, the jewelry would be held by the the officers um, and he would be separated. They wouldn't be looking at him or visiting him in a pen and discussing legal issues out in the open. So that's the first thing. The, the second thing is, and we, we jumped over it, there was a clip where uh, the dabbler immigration attorney, Cheryl said, don't worry, I have a friend who works for um, the government I actually have a friend in the immigration department who owes me a big favor. You're very lucky. No, 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 no on so many levels. If he is truly subject to deportation, having someone come in and fix it from the government side. What you're suggesting me. is illegal. It's not illegal. It's against the law. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a dereliction of duty. It's unethical. There are laws that potentially are being broken. It's showing favoritism. I, the list goes on. He would still have to have an attorney with him before a judge at a hearing where they were able to present some type of application for relief for, well, to protect him against being deported. Now, the attorney on the immigration side could join in on that application and say, we support it or we, we don't have any reason to object to such application being approved, but it's not a favor. He has to be eligible for such relief. You know, just slip him a couple bucks, something like that. Yeah, that's called going to prison. I No. So, Mike, let's introduce our final clip, which is the aftermath of uh, Babu's immigration proceedings. He's deported to Pakistan. So let's see that clip. Babu, must you? Well, where's Babu? He is in Pakistan! Who are you? I am his brother. He knew a lawyer. It was all going to be fixed. I'm sure the lawyer did everything they could. Then where is Babu? 
What happened to Babu? Show me, Babu! Snapple? No. <laughs> Too fruity. <laughs> Too fruity. And then the, the last one where he's in Pakistan. Okay. I'm going to save up every rupee for someday. I will get back to America. And when I do, I will exact vengeance on this man. I cannot forget him. He haunts me. He is a very bad man. I love Babu. Um, I do too. Well, uh, the good news is Babu might be able to return to the U.S. The bad news is when you are deported or removed from the U.S., you must stay out of the country from anywhere from five years to 20 years, depending on the reason for the deportation. There is no easy way or quick way to get back to the U.S. legally once you've been deported. And even if the the five, 10, or 20-year period passes, depending on the reason for the removal or deportation, on top of needing a new type of immigrant-based petition or non-immigrant-based petition, you may also need a waiver on top of that for the grounds uh, upon which you were removed and now you are deemed inadmissible. So being deported from the U.S. is really a big deal. It, it, it creates a situation where that type of negative record follows you around the rest mm. of your life. So there you have it, Seinfeld, the visa, not technically accurate, hilarious, of course. And I'll say it again, we, we love the show. We don't expect them to be technically accurate, but we're pointing these things out for the benefit of, for everyone. Yes, for everyone. Again, we love Seinfeld. It's a great show, um, just not realistic. Not in this case, anyway. No. No. Well, thanks for listening to the Minor Landis Immigration Update podcast. Uh, follow us, like us, review, rate us. That Those things help us continue to make these, these podcasts for you. And until next time. Yes, thank you. And if you have any TV or movie suggestions or would like to be a guest on the show with us, please DM me or Mike with your ideas. We would love to have guests on the show. It makes it so much more fun for us. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you soon.